Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Swipe up episode 219. It's the podcast where I share my unfiltered thoughts on the latest news and entertainment updates. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and every Thursday I'll be bringing you the fresh perspective on a variety of topics. So grab a phone, swipe up, and join me for the latest episode. Don't forget to use the hashtag SwipeUpPodcast to join the conversation on social media. In this episode, let's get it started with our first story here. The first story is all about adults who want to be children. Uh, Which is a trend in my generation that I kind of, I don't know, man. I don't really, I'm not into it. I'm not a, I'm not an adult who is into toys. I wish I could be. It seems like fun to be in Arrested Development and to have a wife who is your mom and buy toys and just never have to be an adult, but... I had to grow up very early in life, and uh, I don't know, toys, I think I grew out of toys and having fun as a child a long time ago. It's just, you know, in my 20s, I partied as a kid who was in their 20s, right? And then in my 30s, I kind of felt like it was time for me to grow up, so I started smoking weed and uh i bought i got a house got a mortgage had a 401k i was doing all of the adult things and then i had a midlife crisis and uh in my in my mid 30s and decided to give it all up to pursue podcasting and art and somehow i've been able to survive but in these days you know even though while in denver i got into comic books for a little bit tried to get into comic books which, you know, I never really was into as a kid. Uh, the closest thing to comic books was Mad Magazine that I got. I loved Mad Magazine. But I never felt many groups in life. I've never really felt welcome. And the comic book group was one of those groups that felt like if you didn't know everything, you were treated as like an outcast, looked down upon. And even the first... Uh, time going to get comic books in denver with my roommate in denver we were going to review them for an episode on our podcast and uh we went into a comic shop and we're not we're not treated as welcome people uh we were not welcome at whatsoever we didn't know what we were like we had no idea. we just wanted to browse and see what they had and this like if you didn't know exactly what you were there for then you did not belong uh thankfully we went to a a much better comic book store mile high comics in denver the largest comic book store in the world an amazing place uh, that has everything and they allow you to just browse and look around and see what uh you know see what uh inspires you to read so this article is all about how the toy industry has seen massive growth growth in adults people 12 and older getting into toys the pandemic was a huge boost in that as well uh they say that like one in four right is like yeah one in four toy sales is to an adult right so 25 percent of all toy sales are to adults 
Uh, it's been a $9 billion toy, uh, the sales annually they get. Uh, so, obviously, adults have more money to spend on themselves, so they spend it on themselves, buying themselves toys. There's been a rise in products uh, from franchises from the 70s and 80s because, of course, that is another thing that is very... Another trend in people, my they like people that don't want to grow up that are in their 30s and 40s or 50s, of course, are going to be. That's why that's why Disney bought Star Wars. That's why Disney bought Marvel, because all of these franchises, all of these IPs are the things that the that people my age grew up on and are obsessed with. It is their entire identity. It is their entire personality to be obsessed with with one of these pop culture IPs and the toy manufacturers and the toy industry is uh, you know taking advantage of that is selling repackaging their nostalgia selling it back to them and it's uh, I don't know I don't like the trend I do not like the trend one the trend of adults acting like children is disgusting in a lot of ways whether it's adults throwing temper tantrums in public as if they are a spoiled child that we saw all through the pandemic which was just one of the most disgusting behaviors of a grown adult you could see to see somebody throwing a tantrum because they didn't get their way uh is disgusting to me people that are obsessed with toys as an adult is kind of like i don't know it just it 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 feels sad that these people are stuck in a childhood fixation in some way and i get that it's a lot of fun for them i think just for me life has been so not fun you know because i had to grow i didn't i didn't get the opportunity to pretend to be a child while i was a child a lot of the times so like to see people act immature and to be and then they usually have wives that are basically their moms it's just it's just mind-blowing that that is like so trendy in our culture right which in some ways i feel like I agree on some level with the conservative nature that a lot of adults are kind of soft. I don't, I think that, I mean, the people acting like toddlers, spoiled toddlers in public are all the conservative people that label themselves as alpha men, right? All these alpha people out there acting like spoiled brats. But there's definitely on the surface when you look at it the obsession with toys the obsession with these these things that are made for children that are still and i think part of that is just these things are were engineered to be addictive and that people grew up never being able to kick their addiction right or maybe i think i'm sure a lot of them grew up maybe like me who weren't able to have childhood so now as an adult they can afford to live this life maybe if i had a lot of expendable income i would invest in play toys but i don't have time to be playing like even video games at a certain point in my 30s i was using my xbox to play netflix 
and I had to have an Xbox subscription to be able to use Netflix, which didn't make any sense. So I got rid of my Xbox and not until like a couple years ago where I found out that I could get uh, Call of Duty on my cell phone and play that and I got a little controller for it, which th one of my favorite games was that type of first person shooter like um, Call of Duty or uh, Medal of Honor was one of those games that I enjoyed playing. And so the closest I get to being able to relate to these kid adults, as this article uh, labels them as, is the fact that I still play a video game now and then. I play the, the Royal, um, Royal Rumble. Not Royal Rumble. What is it called? It's, uh, God. It's the thing where I, you're on an island and it contracts and I, it's... There's a movie based on the name of that, which is, uh, I don't know, but I'm sure people know what I'm saying. I, my brain is not uh, like I go on these tangents and my brain is not equipped to, to, uh, to, to give me the information I need, but that's the closest thing I get. I don't, I'm not into Disneyland, have zero idea. I have friends that are obsessed with disneyland i have friends that are obsessed with star wars marvel i look down on all of them i think it's 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 childish i don't get it i it, for me i don't get any of it right only recently i in addition to playing call of duty i guess getting back into like christmas movies this time of year is kind of the closest thing where I'm like, oh, that nostalgia of enjoying Christmas. So I kind of on some level, but not like it's not it's like so many people like it's their identity. Like they are a Star Wars fan, right? Like everything is themed around Star Wars in their life or Harry Potter is, you know, which is probably a generation uh, after mine, you know, even though I, you know, I have friends my age that are super into Harry Potter, too. Right. It, it becomes like their personality, their identity to just be obsessed with this thing. And despite enjoying some of those things, I like the Harry Potter franchise. I think it's one of the best franchises. I think it's better than the Star Wars franchise. I enjoy some of the Star Wars movies. I think in general, they're pretty bad. They they have a their consistency is pretty horrible. There's some really bad movies in that franchise. Marvel's okay, you know, they're fun action movies, but I'm kind of tired of, I mean, the fact that the movie industry has been taken over by the same thing that the toy industry, I'm sure, right? Like, just as these toy manufacturers are making products for adults based on IP from the 70s and 80s, Movie theaters and franchises and studios are pumping out movies that are based on IP from the same eras, right? Star Wars from the 70s, Marvel from the 70s and 80s, like everything from people's childhoods. These companies are just DC. All these things are just like, let's just regurgitate all of these things because there's nostalgia tied to it. And there's a trend in adults where they don't want to grow up. Right. This 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 uh, Peter Pan syndrome or whatever. It's crazy. It, it's definitely crazy. Um, 
And this article goes on to talk about how during the pandemic there was a decline. Uh, and then, of course, inflation was hurting them, but they increased prices and it, that was able to level out uh, for for them. And it's just it's just it just goes on to say that, you know, how big how big of a chunk, 25 percent of the the toy industry is for adults. You know, and there's some things like obviously there's a huge surge during the pandemic. There was a huge surge in board games and puzzles and play sets and all of these things, which I can understand if, you know, a lot of people stuck at home wanting to fill their time with something. Maybe they've never had to fill their time as an adult because they've spent their life working and the only things they remembered when they were home and had time to play around were toys. So I'm sure people got like Lego sets and action figures and board games is, you know, an industry that's huge. Well, outside of just children's board games. So that I kind of understand, you know, that's a communal thing. People get together, have board game nights, have game nights or whatever, play games. I remember doing that stuff, but those weren't child games, you know? I mean, I guess you could. You know, Trivial Pursuit, you, you could play as a kid, but, you know, as far as the other stuff like Batman, like people's identity is Batman. They just own Batman stuff. In a similar way with, you know, growing up, a lot of people's identity was Nightmare Before Christmas. It's, it's just weird to... I've never understood being a fan of something that much to where it encompasses your entire life. It, it feels cultish. It feels very similar to religions in a lot of ways. Like people are just devout fans of a thing and will defend it. I mean, we saw that with DC movies. We saw that with the Snyderverse, right? Somebody that I think is not a good storyteller, not a good director. I do not enjoy the majority of films that Zack Snyder makes. I don't think they're very good, but he has very loud devote fans that will complain so much, so loudly online that they'll convince a studio to allow him to redirect a movie that did horribly. Right. And it, they, they framed it as the, like a recut, like it was a re-edit, the Snyder cut, but it wasn't a cut. It was a re, he filmed so much more. Like it was a re remake, a reboot almost of that movie. It's just insane. It's the, that level of like just blind devotion to a thing is, is kind of nuts. So anyway, we just went through the holidays. The biggest like capitalist holiday, I would say, is, is Christmas, right? Christmas is the day people get around to celebrate the gifts they bought on Black Friday, right? They get around with their family to show off the things that were purchased, right? You're celebrating capitalism in a lot of ways. It's supposed to be about Christianity, but like all Christian holidays... It, started as a pagan holiday and they ripped it off you know so it and in cal and in america everything's about capitalism so of course the biggest holiday season is all devoted to capitalism sales shopping how many days left do you have to shop 
What did you get? What did you get? Let's celebrate what we got. Let's celebrate the stuff that we spent money on. Ooh, I got the Batman stuff. Ooh, I got the Marvel stuff. Ooh, I got the DC stuff. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, I don't, I just can't get it. It's some, one of those things I just don't understand. It's, it's like, it's one of many moments in life where I feel like I'm living in a different reality than most people. But it is what it is. Let's take a little break from the show to promote the benefits of Inspired Disorder Plus. So you go inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Sign up. $5 a month. You get to binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free. You get to watch all of the live painting videos I do. You get a special members-only discount and deals for all of the artwork and merch that I sell. You also get the complete podcast back catalog of every podcast I've ever produced. Hundreds of episodes. Episodes, countless different podcasts. You also get access to my personal blog. A new blog comes out every week. In addition to that, you get my creative writing that I'm releasing. You also get access to asking me anything. 14 years of experience podcasting. I've been creating art my entire life. I've been using Photoshop since middle school. And you can contact me to ask me questions about that or anything else. So those are the benefits for signing up for Inspired Disorder Plus. And now let's get back to the show so let's move on to the next story uh this next story is kind of crazy dealing with the movie industry i remember when this story first came up uh there was the movie yesterday that came out it was a universal movie uh came out the trailer came out for it and the trailer featured the actress anna Darmus. and due to re-edits of the movie anna Darmus's character was removed from the movie and because the trailer advertised a product, a, a movie that did not feature the actress that was in the trailer, there were fans of hers that were upset and they sued. So this lawsuit went through. A U.S. district judge uh, ruled that movie studios can be sued for false advertising uh, a released uh uh, basically false advertising in a trailer right you can't put a trailer out that says you have an actress in it that doesn't appear in the movie which is kind of good anytime corporations get punished for doing unethical things i don't know how unethical this is it was kind of interesting and funny when it first came about but on a bigger note as far as precedent is concerned like there's so many things that corporations should be getting punished for and anytime they do these things that generate massive amounts of money for a fraction of the population like a one percent of the population anytime they're forced to let go some of their hoarded money is fine with me i mean that's the only recourse we have as consumers in this fictional free market society right that's supposed to be the thing that's balanced things out uh because companies won't be honest and truthful on their own they have to be forced to be that's it's why laws against child labor exist because that's why laws against slavery exist because without those laws making those things illegal 
businesses and corporations would instantly go back to doing that. This is just a very interesting thing. As far as movies are concerned, I myself hate trailers. I try to avoid trailers at all possible. I think the majority of trailers, like 99.9% of trailers, spoil movies. They show scenes that, you know, they sh in comedy movies, they ruin things that would be funny. In action movies, they, they ruin things that would have been even better in the moment. Uh, so many s movies spoiled by trailers that basically just outline the entire plot of a movie. And I try to avoid them at all costs. Every once in a while there's good, like teaser trailers are kind of good, to get you excited to watch a movie, right? But I just avoid them, right? If I'm excited to watch a movie, it's because I'm a fan of the director I'm a f I'm heard about this project uh, like the the upcoming the, the talked about on Monday, the Glass Onion by Ryan Johnson. When I heard that he was doing a follow up with Benoit Blanc to Knives Out, super excited, big fan of Ryan Johnson, big fan of the movie, a uh, super good mystery. If I had seen any trailer, there's no way it would have improved my experience watching it. I watched it completely blind, didn't know anything about it other than, you know, I see cast stills. I knew some people in the cast. I saw some imagery, see kind of the where the movie takes place, things like that. But avoiding as much as possible because it's a better experience. I'd rather be surprised. I'd rather go in blind to a movie and be surprised than go in knowing beats that are going to happen knowing where this movie is going to take me, right? I'd rather be in the moment. Similar to, <laughs> I just started recapping uh, the rehearsal, which is all about knowing the answers before, you know, like knowing the future, preparing yourself for the future by knowing the answers versus just trusting yourself and being in the moment. I'd rather be in the moment than know what to expect. I'd rather be surprised. So, you know, whether this changes how studios release trailers, I would imagine it's going to make them just continue to be more spoilery, right? If they're worried about portraying a movie dishonestly. And there's other movies that have done this. Like, there's movies that have, like, shown the movie via trailer to seem like a comedy or to seem dramatic, or to seem to be about a certain subject. And then when you watch the movie, it is completely not that. Um, offhand, I'm not remembering any examples, but I know that's happened, right? Nothing ne necessarily to the extent of an actor no longer being there, but I'm sure that's existed as well. I remember working, I was a projectionist at a movie theater from the years of 99 to 2003, and during that time, 9-11 happened. And during that time, Spider-Man happened. And there was a trailer for Spider-Man, uh, which was a scene that was not in the movie. It was a scene where Spider-Man shot a web between the Twin Towers and caught these bank robbers that were escaping with a, uh, through it with a helicopter. Right? Catches them in a spider web between the Twin Towers. Now, after 9-11, that trailer was pulled. We had to pull that, which I acquired a copy of it because that is a very notable thing, this trailer that never existed. Well, it was on 
it was like on movies for like a week and then we were told to pull it right because 9-11 and that's not a scene that was in the movie that was a promotional scene that was just i believe i don't think that was like a cut scene from the movie but if you were going into spider-man hoping to see spider-man catch these burglars in a web between the twin towers you may have been disappointed because that didn't exist in the movie so maybe something like that would be affected overall it's just interesting uh i you know i don't think i don't care about trailers so i don't care what it does my experience in trying to and where i kind of sympathize in the difficulty of cutting trailers is that i clip one minute clips from three one minute clips from every episode of my show and i try not to spoil like if i'm doing a movie review i try not to spoil the movie that i'm reviewing but i also try to make the clip coherent to where you understand the context of what i'm talking about but also are excited to watch the entire review so it's kind of a weird line to walk where you're trying to encourage somebody to watch the full version while not spoiling anything which i don't think trailers really try to not spoil anything but also to try and make the context right because you can kind of do two of those like you can do exciting without context that won't be spoiled you can kind of do spoiled with context but it's not going to really entice you to watch the full thing so i can kind of sympathize on how difficult they might be but i mean if you got a movie that no longer has an actor in it maybe don't have that actor in the trailer so congratulations for these guys uh, who knows what they got a very kind of an interesting story i would say and uh you know one that happened years ago yesterday i don't know when it came out 2019 so three years ago now four years ago um hearing kind of the conclusion to that so good i want to take a quick break from the show to let you all know that there is official merch for the ray taylor show head on over to inspireddisorder.com you can get t-shirts different artwork available different designs all on high quality materials in all the sizes there's also iphone cases made of biodegradable material that's right this is not bad for the environment this is good for the environment so all of those designs that are available on t-shirts are also available on phone cases designed by me sold by me head on over to inspireddisorder.com to support the ray taylor show and promote it out in the world so all of the people in your life can see that you are a fan of the Ray Taylor show. Now, let's get back to that very show right now. Let's move on to our final story. This one's just ridiculous. I would bet I can I can, I can bet I would put money on the way this person votes and potentially what religion they they follow. I could put money on it, and I would be pretty confident. But a mother in Michigan has been charged with cyberbullying 
and obstruction of justice after investigators found she had sent harassing messages to her daughter and other teenagers under a fake name and number. Uh, Kendra Licari, 42, from Mount Pleasant, Michigan, is alleged to have used software to conceal her location and use several numbers and area codes lying or trying to make the messages to peer to come from her daughter's classmates. Uh, Lakari is also accused of sending tens of thousands of text messages in a year-long campaign of harassment. That is so much work. She has been released on $5,000 bail, and her attorney declined to comment on the charges. So this woman, not through social media, through text messages, she set up fake numbers right with fake area codes they were able to the cops were able to track her down because of the ip address that the the uh numbers were being sent from but she set up these numbers to text her daughter which this woman is a college basketball coach at that school right so she knows what one her daughter goes there but knows all of these other kids and she to harass her daughter and to harass other kids in this school. Just a delusional woman who wants to manipulate a situation by harassing somebody. Now, I know it may be unfair for me to guess the political persuasion of somebody that might do something illegal in order to coerce and harass and cause harm to somebody who is innocent especially to show probably to prove a point to her daughter to get her daughter to do something that she wants her to do or not do without like passively aggressively doing it like i don't want to say i know who she voted for right but I, I can assume that person just laundered a bunch of money through an nft scheme right and i don't want to assume what religion she might believe in she could be an atheist but in my experience when it comes to manipulation and not speaking directly to somebody religion tends to be a good avenue to scare people into a certain direction and we live in a country that is primarily one religion that seems to be very forcibly trying to manipulate and to demonize and to harass people. So I don't want to say this woman is Christian. I don't want to say it. But if I had money to put down and somebody was taking bets, I would easily comfortably bet on not only her political persuasion, but also her religious beliefs. I'm just saying. I'm just saying she, she, she you know, she walks like a duck. She she talks like a duck. I'm pretty sure I know. She probably, you know, I don't know, probably complains about cancel culture. She might be uh, complaining about how soft uh, kids are these days. Uh, you know, I, there's a lot of arguments. I could hear a person that might be accused of harassing year-long, hundreds. Listen, there's... In the discovery, hold on. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There were pages. 
So here, law enforcement claims they t uh, tracked down Lindsay through IP address attached to messages, and they have uncovered hundreds of pages of hateful and harassing messages. Hundreds of pages. Hundreds. That's not even hundreds of text messages. That's hundreds of pages of text messages. That is an insane person. I feel so bad for her daughter. I hope she gets jail time. Right? She needs to be punished. The fact that she's out on $5,000 bond right now is like, okay, good for her, whatever. I Hopefully these kids, maybe they can live with their dad. I don't know. That is a fucked up situation. Right? It's messed up that people are using technology to harass students as is the the amount of harassment you have to deal with with your peers is enough but let alone an adult even more so your mom not only harassing you but other people you go to school with right that is disgusting behavior absolutely disgusting behavior right and she she worked at the school basketball coach at the school right not to say let's say people of that persuasion are also super into sports i'm not saying but you know she's checking off a lot of boxes and uh it's it's insanity man it's insanity it started in 2021 right during a pandemic started during a pandemic Right. I guess just going back to school. Right. She spent a year with her daughter at home, homeschooling schools open up and her mom's like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be uh, I'm going to harass her and everybody else. And I'm going to go through the effort to set up fake numbers, fake area codes. And I'm going to produce over this next year hundreds of pages like if she had put that energy into a book, she could then sell that book on Amazon, right? That is more work than most authors do, I would say, in a year. Not to talk shit to authors out there, but I know the creative person, procrastination, it's tough. I get it. But, like, this is an insane drive to produce hundreds of pages of harassing messages for your daughter and her classmates. Like, this sort of stuff is why a lot of people commit suicide. Like, what would have happened if her daughter or somebody else tried to commit suicide because of these harassments? Right? What kind, like, whose lives has she ruined? with these things that this grown adult right i wonder what kinds of toys she has at home right this grown adult acting like a teenage horrible teenager like one of the worst people to exist as a teenager in your school and it's your mom who is a grown adult 41 years old 42 41 how old is she 42 my age just disgusting disgusting but that type of behavior that manipulation that secretive hiding behind fake accounts right i see it all the time on social media 
the people that are the most outspoken hateful people are always doing it from behind some private account some burner account right they don't have a it's always a silhouette they don't have an actual avatar it's always a private account right burner account which they have multiples of they complain when they get banned they complain about cancel culture when their burner accounts get banned right that is this woman's mo right she is the person who has no problem lobbing hate from a private account right I guaranteed i wish i wish vegas would put some odds on and they wouldn't be good odds because it's pretty obvious somebody that spews hate from behind this this wall of anonymity usually a conservative christian i'll, I'll say it usually my experience conservative christians so effortlessly will spew hate especially from some burner private burner account that's that's my that's my that's my hypothesis that's my educated guess as to this person's belief and backgrounds because it is so often the case that the most hateful manipulative people are of those backgrounds so I don't know. It's a disgusting story, a disgusting human. Another story about a, an adult acting like a child, right? Maybe she should have spent more time collecting Barbie dolls than harassing her daughter uh, like the first story. Uh, but let's do some shout-outs and get out of here, shall we? Uh, shout-out to Pubity. Shout-out to IGN.com. And shout-out ABC News. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Swipe Up. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts and insights on the latest news and entertainment updates. Don't forget to join the conversation on social media using the hashtag Swipe Up Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date on all future episodes. I'll see you next week with more unfiltered opinions and fresh perspectives. Swipe up and join me. Shout out to you. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.